Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. It is day three at the Australian Open. Welcome to TC Live on this holiday in the States. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, we must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. And the remaining players in Melbourne would be wise to heed those words, as every tennis match is a microcosm of that quote. Here's what's coming up over the next two hours as we lead you up to first ball. Young superstars Iga Sviantek and Carlos Alcaraz begin their quest for a first Australian Open title. How will they fare against opponents who have both made it further in Melbourne? Plus, all the highlights from an exciting second day of action down under. Which top seeds cruised, which ones struggled, including some big upsets and emotional exits. And we bring you the story of Alicia Parks, how the young American got into the sport, and which tennis legend reached out to inspire her as a child. We may already have our hot shot of the year. Thou shall not sitsy pass. How on earth did Steph pull this off? We've got all the angles coming up next. Our featured matches today as we wrap up the first round. Up first, inside Rod Laver Arena, the blockbuster between Iga Sviantek and 2020 AO champ Sofia Kennan. Then it's Holger Runa. Last year's finalist, Elena Rabakina, starts against former world number one Karolina Pliskova. Alcaraz takes on Richard Gasquet. And Jesse Pagula headlining the night session in MCA. The big names out on the practice court. And that kid is jacked. Carlos Alcaraz back for the first time in two years, taking on Gasquet tonight. Can actually get back to number one in the world, depending what happens with Novak Djokovic. And Iga Sviantek starting her quest for her first AO title this year. No one can take her spot at number one. A rematch of the 2020 Roland Garros final that Sviantek won in straight sets. Looking forward to that later tonight. As we welcome you back into our studios, day three, Steve Weissman alongside the Hall of Famer, Lindsay Davenport from 60 Minutes, John Wertheim, and already on the big screen, the GOAT herself, 59 majors, 12 in Melbourne, Martina Navratilova. Martina, we, we've been seeing you every day at home with that lovely artwork behind you. W what is that? I, I... Yeah, that's one of my tennis paintings, uh, paintings made with tennis balls. Uh, this one is all pink, you know, kind of Miami tones. I gave one to uh, Chrissy for her birthday a couple of years ago. That one was made with clay. So you can check it out on my website if you really want to know more. <laughs> if, if you want some Navratilova Ooh, art, yeah. you can purchase it as well. It doesn't come cheap, but it's okay. it's some Hall of Fame art. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the headlines from day two down under. The return of Naomi Osaka does not win, falls to Caroline Garcia. We'll have all the highlights from that. A top ten upset, Marketa Vondrosova out. Diana Yastremska crushed her in straight sets. And how about checking in on the Americans, men six and two, women five and six thus far. So, Lindsay, what stood out most to you overnight? Oh, Steve, one of those American losses yesterday was Taylor Townsend, who we all thought here had a pretty good chance against Paula Bedosa, but a lot of credit to Bedosa. Only her second match since Wimbledon. She has been struggling with a back injury. It was so great to see her back out on court. 
it, you know, there's been the return of a lot of different players, a lot of superstars on the WTA sites for various reasons. For Bedosa, it has been a tough six to eight months dealing with this back injury. To see her back in action, she is a superstar. The fans were so excited to see her. I was excited with the level she showed out there, too. So great to have her back. Former world number two getting a, a nice, yeah. fairly routine win uh, against Taylor Townsend. Martina, uh, what do you like the most? Well, did you notice Barossa signing with her left hand? I just saw that. I didn't know. Yeah. Maybe she's... Anyway, um, for me, it was the qualifiers yesterday. They had 15 matches. They won seven, lost eight. So for me, the qualifiers to win their first rounds, they're just so happy to be here. And then to get into the second round, good for them. Starting off, it's a, really a tournament of, a, of its own. You know, you win those three matches. Go ahead, Martin. Including um, Diana Yastrzemska, one of the qualifiers, beating yeah. Botrosheva, as, yeah. as Lindsay talked about. So, yeah, well, good day for the qualies. That, I mean, she's still in your stat of the day, John. That's right. Well, all right, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> How about you? Um, on the board today, Alexander Zverev takes the court. He is a sixth seed. He is a contender. He is also someone who stands accused of acts of violence against two women. A uh, news story came today. There will be a public trial in Berlin in late May, conflicting with the Roland Garros, something to watch. That is after he was given a penalty order to pay $500,000. I mean, look, fans can decide how much this matters to them. To some, it matters a lot. To some, it doesn't matter. That's their prerogative. Uh, we're not going to mention these allegations every time Zverev plays, every time we mention his name. We are also not going to ignore them. Mm. Not a civil trial either. It is a criminal trial there in Germany. Uh, yesterday, we showed you a cartoon that was meant to honor the seated Americans in the draw. Got some negative response from Coco Goff, Ben Shelton, Jesse Pagula. It was posted on the USD Instagram account. Coco joked that it was the worst thing she had ever seen, and she was asked more about it in press, knew it was coming. Here's what she had to say. I was just bored and, and commenting and, and making fun of it and because everybody else was making fun of us, how bad we looked. And then, in, yeah, I saw on Twitter people thought I was serious, but I, I wasn't. It was all in jokes. And uh, I did DM the USTA account, and I was like, what was the thought process behind this as a joke? And then they never responded. So I got left on red by USTA, which sucks. But, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I don't know who's running oh. social. <laughs> That's the USTA. not the person left you want to ignore. She's top ranked player in the <laughs> no, world right now. Is. Leaving her on red. Marty, have you ever been left on red? Uh, I'm sure a few times. <laughs> yeah, <but no. laughs> Your kids ever leave you on Always. red? Always. I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Coco Golf is not used to it as a 19-year-old. She did superstar. say her brother Cody leaves her on red now. Okay. He's 16. Poor sometimes thing. I have a sister, sometimes I don't. <laughs> yeah. she, didn't win, she didn't win the Cody Open. Um, that was fun exchange, though. Yeah. I, I, I kinda, oh, look at Chanda. Chanda Rubin. There she is. Oh, look at our buddy. Bad. Lovely in the pink and Going purple lavender. Yeah, we love to see that. <laughs> Can't believe USDA left Coco on red. Man. We'll get an answer for that, Steve. Exactly. All right. They're going to keep asking her about it. Yeah, for it, sure. It, <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. We'll uh, yeah. keep you updated. Wild thornberries, right? It's, That's what we know, heard. Right. Just, right. Just keep, keep it going. It's good stuff. All right, much more still to get to here on TC Lab. We are just getting started on the program. Do not go anywhere. We've got two hours with three Hall of Famers. All the highlights from all the big matches that we saw yesterday. Of course, Coco's first match, the return of Naomi Osaka. Much, much more. It's all happening. TC Live at the Australian Open.
TC Live at the Australian Open is brought to you in part by Bet365, the world's favorite sports book. By Tennis Express, we deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. And by National Car Rental. Go national, go like a pro. Colleague Nick Kyrgios, that's right, he was with us pretty recently for the ATP Finals here in L.A. He's down in Melbourne working for everybody, and he will tell us all about it on TC Live tomorrow. Kiggs joining us on the program. A reminder, TC Live comes your way 5 Eastern every day to get you ready for first ball. Then at 7 a.m. and 3 p.m., do not miss Tennis Channel's encore coverage of the Aussie Open with Brett Haber and Paul Anacone. They're doing an awesome job staying up late so you have more to see. All right, let's start with the big story. The Grand Slam return of Naomi Osaka, four-time major champ, very familiar with Rod Laver Arena. This was three years ago when Osaka won her second title in Melbourne, defeated Serena Williams in the semifinals, and then Jen Brady in the final. Osaka also beat Caroline Garcia in the second round on the way to raising that trophy, and back then, Osaka was the three seed. Now it's Garcia, Lindsay, who comes in as the seeded player. Yeah, it was so much hype for this match. Night match, Rod Laver Arena. And it was Caroline Garcia, Steve, that showed up and played one of her best matches in some time. Osaka was out-hit. She was out-served. She was out-maneuvered on the court. And normally when Osaka's at her best, she's the one dictating play. But this match was all Garcia, who was able to play off her front foot. She got Osaka pushed back. She got her rushed. And the most impressive thing was the serving of Garcia. Osaka never able to get a rhythm on her return. She never had a break point. And Garcia came up huge in the breaker. She played very composed tennis. She moved her shots around the court, trying to get Osaka to move. And Garcia comes up with a huge win. And Osaka just not quite ready yet to make a push on tour. Both had double-digit aces, 13-11 to 11 for Garcia. 34 winners as well. Fly with Caro. Let's hear what Osaka thought about her first major match back. Yeah, I thought it was a really good match. For me, I felt like I did the best that I could possibly do, and it was just really nice to be on Rod Laver again and hear the audience and how much they interacted with the match. That was fun. I think it might be because I haven't played matches in a while, so I was a little bit like thinking, overthinking in my head where to go. But yeah, of course, I think that's something that'll come with time. But right now, it kind of sucks a little. Osaka also said she needs to remind herself she gave birth just six months ago. So all that considered, Martina, what grade would you give Naomi Osaka for that performance? I give her, tennis-wise, it's a, maybe a B-plus, but overall a C because she couldn't get to the ball that she wants to hit because she's not in shape. I'm surprised that she really started playing, that she got on the tour, that she played this tournament <clears throat> without clearly being in the top te- top shape that she needs to be in order to get, put herself in the position to hit the big, big balls. She, she was stretched out way too much, and the fact that she never had a break point tells you everything you need to know about that match. Matt, I think you'd say, look, she, she played a close match against a former top five player. No shame in there. Something did look a little off. I mean, as Naomi herself said, look, she gave birth in July, like a little time. But I, I don't know. I don't know where she goes from here. Do you, do you the WTA put out something giving her schedule for the next eight weeks or so? Go to the Middle East, go to Indian Wells. Do you think she sticks to that? 
I think you do a reset if you're Team Osaka and, and sit down and talk about, okay, what are our goals? What do we want to see happen? When you've won four majors and you've been at the top, it's about winning majors, at least contending for majors. And she came down to Australia. She was one and two. She got out hit by Pliskova. She got out hit by Garcia. That is not peak Osaka. Mm. Of course, it's amazing and it's a, big, it's a big first step just to get back out on tour and to get back out on court. But if the goals are to win majors, I think a little bit more work needs to be done. It wouldn't surprise me if maybe she waited till Indian Wells, took a training block again. But who knows? There's other issues at play and, and maybe appearance fees and whatever to where she plays again. But she's got five months now to the next major. She's never played well at Roland Garros or Wimbledon. So that was a big push for her also, a big goal. So she'll make do some practice to try and get ready for those. Yeah, she said Dubai, Indian Wells, Miami, Charleston. That was next up on the schedule. And when she came back, she said, I'm going to play a lot more tennis, not really plan my schedule like she did in the past, Martina. What, what's, what's the one thing you want to see better from her the next time she's on the court? Yeah, I'll just get, get more fit, uh, play a lot more sets in practice so that when you play the match, you know, you've been, been there, done that. But most of all, just put in the yards, I think, on the court and off the court because you the girls they hit the ball too hard you have to be quick off the mark to get to the ball to be able to hit your shot that you want to hit and clearly she's just i mean yes she gave birth we know all that uh but Svitolina did too and she looked a lot better right off the bat so that's something you can control i think the fitness as long as you don't have injuries there's no reason not to get in better shape and then she can win a lot more matches won't have to play as many tournaments because she'll get a lot more matches mm. in each tournament rather than you know one match at a, a week that's a good point Whenever we see her back, we look yep. forward to seeing Naomi back on the court yet again, wherever that may be. Maybe Dubai, maybe Indian Wells. We shall see. Coco Goff trying to be the first player since Osaka to win the U.S. Open and Aussie Open back-to-back. Top-ranked American started very impressive, Martina, against Anna Karolina Schmidlova. Well, Schmidlova was two winners and 27 on four serves. So it was tight in the first set. Bad? It was three all. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then Goff just really pulled the trigger and never looked back. She covered the ball, she covered the court really well. I think the courts are playing slower than, than they have in the past because I just see a lot more unforced errors from people and not getting to the net as much. But Coco moved beautifully. Shmilova just didn't know what to do. Once she even when played a great point like that, Coco still comes back with a winner. Just so hard to find openings against Coco anyway. And again, on this slower court, she couldn't, she couldn't do it. And Coco ran away with it. Uh, with the, the breaking, breaking Shmilova seven times and uh, just, yeah, was, was not stressed at all. Won the last eight games to close it out in style. On the men's side, two-time AO finalist, Daniil Medvedev looking to improve on his third round showing last year. John got a tricky test against the French qualifier. Against uh, qualifier ranked 144, Medvedev was canvassing the locker room. What do you guys know about this guy? They, they said hit to his backhand. That wasn't a very good idea. Medvedev joked later that uh, maybe he was being goofed because the guy missed like three backhands. First set to the Frenchman, to Terence Achmenet. That is a nice set of tennis, but you know what? You qualify. Look at that. Nice knockoff point there. This actually ended up being a fairly pivotal point in the match. You play qualifying, it means you play a lot of matches coming in, and you can see the cramps set in here in the third set. That actually wasn't even the first time he was cramping. And after a very tight first set, Medvedev cleaned up his game and got some help from the opposition who just, as you can see, can barely get around the court. Medvedev's got to be pretty pleased with this. Uh, got in 
a workout for about 45 minutes and then uh, settled in and advances. Remember, Medvedev lost to Korda uh, last year early, so nice to see him getting an early win. 42 winners, broke six times, and moves on. Let's hear from him inside the press room. I feel like today I played well, even losing the first set. I feel like it was good for the first match, so I hope I can only play better and better. And uh, physically it was tough. In terms of tennis, I felt fine. Um, so, yeah, happy happy to win. If I would lose, I don't know what I would say, but uh, I won, so let's see how it goes next. What's your takeaway from this match? <laughs> well, he, Medvedev was one of the players we yeah. talked about with Sinner and Alcaraz mm -hmm. who didn't play any lead-in matches, any lead-in tournaments. So I think you have to give yourself a little bit of a break if you're Medvedev and realize I'm not going to be perfect the first match of the season. He actually stayed pretty relaxed even when he lost the first set. He knew it was three out of five. He knew he could work his way in the match, and it's exactly what happened. He got better. I think if you're Medvedev, you're happy to get through. You go back out there and keep practicing. Um, He's got a great chance. He's a great hardcore player. He's got to stay healthy and just try and hang in that tournament, right, to the yeah. second week, and the, his game will come back pretty quickly. I think he wants to get rid of that last year final loss when he was up two sets. So <laughs> get, get back from that. And, uh, yeah, he looked good. Uh, for a player like that, I mean, he just doesn't feel like a player that has to have that many matches under his belt to be comfortable on the court, as uncomfortable as he looks. So, yeah, that was a, at the end of the day, it was a very uh, normal match for him. And I love him in the press conferences, too. He just he brings energy everywhere. <laughs> can, can we do, like, 10 seconds. What, what, what a delightful presence this guy is. Um, not a villain, by the way. No not villain. a villain. Exactly. No villain. You may have seen him be... <laughs> There, there is a benign mischief to this guy. He's, he's fun to watch. We have the antics. I think you're right. I mean, this is a guy who's been to the final two years ago and really should have won that match. I don't know. Are we talking about him enough? I mean, part of this is what you say, Lynn, that he didn't play a warm-up. We haven't heard much of him in, in two months now. But, boy, I mean, his record on hard courts and also, I mean, just nobody plays like him. He's mm -hmm. a really hard player to prepare for because it's a sui generis tennis I think this is a guy who's got a, a real... We're talking about Djokovic here in the next tier down. I think he's certainly on there with Alcaraz and Center. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. The, the ranking puts... Two years ago. Yes. Sorry. Medvedev was two years ago, not last year. But Frank Kramp. <laughs> when you said last year, it, it just... I, I felt you, Marty. We knew what you were talking about there. <laughs> Gets Emil Rusevori next. So, tough test. Tougher test, at least, for Daniil Medvedev. Much more still to come here on TC Live. we got more highlights. While we have seen Andy Murray solving the Rubik's Cube off-court... Things have not gone as well on court. You do not want to miss what the three-time major champion had to say about his future. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Look who's coming in. Not a lack of weapons for Grigor Dimitrov. If he's going to need all those? No. How many strings? They all switches. If you play five sets and long sets and you want to switch with the new balls and you break a few. There's Iga. Looking to win her first Australian Open. Mm, Tough first round. Tough draw in general. But gosh, she's looked good the last few months. Got Kasparud in there. Three major finals. That's your guy. That's Steve's guy. Kasper and Wozniacki. (laughs) He has never seen treadmill running like that. Seven matches. <laughs> just warming up. He's just warming up. He can play five sets. Well, since returning from maternity leave, Alina Svitolina, 11-3 in majors, making the quarters in Paris. Semis at Wimbledon, Lindsay. Another impressive match for the Ukrainian. Interesting. Earlier in her career, Svitolina struggled at the majors. It was a while for her to be able to break through and get to a couple of semifinals. And this was a close match the first four games, and then Svitolina started to feel comfortable in One of the biggest things she's been working on since coming back is the forehand. And she's been trying to develop that finishing shot weapon. And it looked good today against Preston. Preston only held serve two times in this match, just wasn't able to solve the riddle of the Svitolina return. And Svitolina hit harder, and she got through comfortably. Mm, Less than an hour of work broke six times. So it wasn't easy at the beginning, but she's pleased overall. Two-time quarterfinalist there. All right, the mum tracker. <laughs> so we got three wins, three losses, and two to play, Linz. Okay, we got two more up today, Azarenka and Kerber. Former champs. Both of them with tough matches. Never know about Georgie and Collins, a former finalist here in Australia. So we'll update this tomorrow. Yeah, some love for Tatiana Maria, by the way. That Getting was a great, nice yeah. In the first round. Exactly. Australia looking for its first men's home champ in nearly 50 years, John. But they've got a top 10 player for the first time in about two decades in Alex Dimonor taking on Milos Raonic. Dimonor in New York. I think we need to update our scouting report. We sort of think of him as one of the Aussie David Ferrer scrappy guy. He's putting a lot of points on his serve. Ten aces yesterday. We all know about Milos. He came within a set of making the final. That was eight years ago, though, uh, back from an injury. And just we, we asked yesterday if he was capable of playing best of five tennis, and we got our answer. Uh, no disrespect to Dimonor, who was terrific, as usual, won a tight first set. And then Milos sort of looked like he may have tweaked a, a lower leg. Um, he was a clearly compromised player after uh, that first set tie break, you can see here, and uh, ended up reporting it. Uh, Dimonor would advance. Nice win. And uh, this is your, your Aussie in the top ten. First one since Leighton Hewitt. He advances. Great first set for Raonic. Limping off court. Unfortunate for him. Dimonor gets Matteo Arnaldi next. That's a good one. Uh, five-time finalist Andy Murray. Martina facing Tomas Martin Echeverry. Played twice last year. Split those matches. This was one-way traffic. Yeah, exactly. Andy should have liked that draw. He's ranked only about 20 spots below Echeverry, but he was totally outplayed the whole way around. Echeverry, 11 aces, no double faults, 60% points, one under the second serve, 38 winners, 19 on fours. I mean, he just dominated all the way around, got to the net a lot more than Andy. 
and it just looked flat, especially though once he lost the first set, it looked like all the wind went out of him. And uh, Echeverry just dominated every way again. And it just looked low on energy. And you know, when you have bad days, when you get older, they're really bad. And I think this was one of those days for Andy, unfortunately. Said he was feeling good coming in. Wasn't sure why it was a flat performance. So Echeverry moves on. Andy Murray, a long wave. Is it the last time we will see him at this event? There's definite possibility that would be the last time I play here. Um, in comparison to the matches that I played here last year, it was like the complete opposite feeling walking off the court. Like, yeah, wish I, yeah, involved the crowd more or like, yeah, just disappointed with, yeah, the way that I played and all of that, all of that stuff. So, yeah, tough, tough way to, to finish. Now we've seen Andy a couple times at this event, you know, maybe say goodbye. Did it once, came back, and then this was, it just seemed a little different, Lindsay, the, this wave to the crowd. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Each player reaches that decision on their own time, yeah. but certainly losses like this help push it along. <laughs> and this is not how Murray wants to be out there competing. He wants to be relevant. He wants to have the fire. You want to have that excitement. And like he said, he, he's not even sure why it wasn't there. I think when it gets hard to get up for matches, especially at the highest level at the majors, I, I think that time is coming to an end and it's up to him whether it's here now or when it's later in the year we'll see but obviously at his age also it's getting closer to the end yeah I mean I sort of always resist this sort of ghoulish uh, you know the, the career watch I imagine the, the former players might feel likewise but you also have to be realistic I mean he'll be 37 years old at the next major he's not playing tennis and crossing oceans and leaving time away from his family to lose in the first round that's a very nice player Five seconds give him his due. But I think for Andy Murray, I think he's asking himself some tough questions. I can't imagine he would not play Wimbledon, but 37 is a big number, and the guy with his track record is not coming here and putting in the work to lose in first rounds. Martina, what was your reaction to, to hearing Andy say those words after the match? Well, you know, when Andy loses, he's really ticked off. He barely acknowledges the crowd when he's walking off the mm. court this time. Big, big wave goodbye. So I think in his head, he knows he won't be back. Um, my guess is Wimbledon will be his last tournament, unless he can maybe push it and get into the Olympics, if he can get into the Olympics, because there's three guys ahead of him. So my guess is Wimbledon, he'll have every, every match he plays there will be on center court. And, uh, you know, what a way to go. And uh, if he keeps winning, great. And if he loses, then that's that's the right place for him to finish his career off, I think. Yeah, I mean, that, that, would, that would make sense, right? Yeah. right. Wimbledon. In some, for some people, though, it could also be even harder, mm. right? It is most important tournament and all that. So we'll see. Every player gets to decide most, if you're lucky, on your own time. Yeah, and, and we hope, as tennis fans, that we get to, you know, send him off in yeah. a certain way. This is a three-time major champion. got to number one in the world, a future Hall of Famer. He's yeah. done incredible stuff well, in the let's sport. Just, this, this guy essentially at this tournament in, in Melbourne was essentially re retired pre-COVID. Right. So the fact that in 2024 we're still enjoying him is, is nice to see. And by the way, he's still a top 50 player in the world. Right. Yeah. So if he wants to keep playing, Andy, keep, keep, keep on going. We'll see. All right, we got more to get to here on TC Live, including today's match previews. Plus, Jim Courier joins the program. We're talking Jesse Pagula, Carlos Alcaraz, and more. Stay with us.
Welcome back to TC Live as we lead you up to first ball on day three of the Australian Open. Back in our studios, I'm Steve Weissman, and Ben Shelton isn't the only former Florida Gator chomp-chomping at the bit in Melbourne. McCartney Kessler had a winning major debut yesterday. Not only has she gone up more than 700 spots in the rankings since last year, that one win is worth more than her entire career earnings coming into this event. Congrats to her. For more stories like that, make Tennis.com your online information source throughout the Australian Open and the entire 2024 season. Leah Davidoff has your three to see every day. And Matt Fitzgerald has the story of Andy Roddick working with Coco Golf. Download the Tennis app or visit the website. Now time for the Daily Forecast with Fox Weather. Good day, tennis fans. I'm Fox Weather meteorologist Stephen Morgan. Here is today's Australian Open forecast. A very seasonable day, mostly sunny in Melbourne. Temperatures warming into the mid to upper 80s, 87 degrees. It'll be a pretty nice day. Remember, you can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your favorite connected TV device. Thanks so much. Still to come on the show, it is America's favorite new game show. Guess the quote, and you can play along at home. Plus, we've got more highlights, including Ben Shelton, and our Bet365 match preview focuses on Holger Runa. But first, it's Parks and Rec, spelled W-R-E-C-K, because that's what Alicia Parks does to the tennis ball. Find out how the young American fell in love with the game when we come back. Welcome back. Last February in Lyon, France, Alicia Parks made the biggest statement of her young career, taking out Caroline Garcia to win her first WTA title. Garcia, one of three seeded players Parks defeated that week. And coming off her first win at the Aussie Open on Saturday, we take you inside the tennis story of the 23-year-old American. When Alicia was born, I just knew she had a gift. She was tall, linky, and she started walking at like six months old. She was really one that just loved activities. Basketball, softball, gymnastics, track. I don't know, tennis stood out for me because it was individual. As soon as we started picking up a racket, we were constantly on the tennis court for hours. My dad always told us we can play against each other on the court and leave it on the court, but as soon as we walk out the gates, like, her best friends. She was trying to keep up with Michaela. Michaela was trying to keep up with her. It really pushed each other. Good shot. Alicia really looked up to Serena and still looks up to Serena. I remember getting a call from Serena, just talking to her on the phone. I don't remember exactly what she said, but they were very positive words. We were in the car with my dad, and he just happened to put it on speakerphone. Me and my sister were just in the back seats, just completely speechless. They both were just beaming. Honestly, Serena made a big difference in their lives. I call it. They knew they can meet anyone or they can accomplish anything, and she told her, play hard and stay with her goals. So that meant a lot to us. I didn't really play junior events because I was growing. A lot of people thought we just bypassed junior tennis because of, like, Venus and Serena. That's not it. Somewhere around 13, Alicia had a huge growth spurt. Her feet got extremely big. And I mean, literally, she grew two sizes, I kid you not, in a week. 
her knees were giving her problems. So what we done, we just let her get past the growing pains. We done a lot of swimming in hipster joints. My dad didn't want me to get injured. He just wanted to develop me. I mean, pro was always a goal for myself, so he tried to like pace me. We knew that she had the ability to be a great player. And of course, if she would have hurt, we wouldn't have never got a chance to see what we see now. Alicia Parks has had a week to remember on debut in Lyon. She has lit up Court Central and is one win away from a maiden main tour title. When she's on, she's on. She knows it, she feels it. She gave me a call and she's like, I feel like I can win this whole thing. And I said, all right, then go out there and do it. When she won the entire tournament, oh my gosh, I'm surprised my neighbors didn't lose their mind because Michaela, you know, she's, you know, screaming, I'm screaming. It was just unbelievable. But I think the most important thing that I felt after she's winning, when she point up to God and give him the glory, that's what gets me. I know I couldn't have gotten this far by myself without God, so. I always put God first, because if it wasn't for him, I don't think I would have this much success so quick. I'm very proud of my sister. She has worked hard to get to where she is now. Her road was pretty tough. She had to earn her spot. It was never given. I want to thank God and my parents and my friends and family at home for always supporting me. And let's keep pushing. Just to see her from that little girl to where she, she is now, I'm, I, I can't do anything but smile. I always start off with short-term goals, but the long-term goal would definitely be number one and Grand Slams and Great story. Got to a career high of 40 in the world. Ranking dropped because a bunch of ITF points came off at the end of last year. She wanted to play, but her team advised her to focus on the preseason. That win in Lyon extended an indoor win streak to 15. Parks had already won back-to-back -back 125 events. Took the doubles title with Taylor Townsend last year as well. And in the first round here in Melbourne, 39 winners, 10 aces in that win. Lindsay, what makes you excited about the future of Alicia Parks? I loved reading her quotes after where she was so nervous. She said this was her first time playing the main draw of the Australian Open and what it meant to her. She knew she had a winnable first match, a good draw, and it took her a set. And she said she finally calmed down after the first set. But you watch her play and you see the obvious weapons, right? She has a big serve. She hits hard off the back of the court. But she's also a fierce competitor, and you love to see that as well. Obviously didn't grow up playing tons of juniors. She spoke about that. But she has worked her way up into the top 50, 40 is her career high, and trying to get back up there. There's a long-term plan in place, mm -hmm. and her goals are lofty. And you get the real sense that she is working very hard to be able to achieve all of them. Kaboom. Uh, that serve is just, I mean, she, she and Venus Williams are tied for the fastest serve ever hit at the U.S. Open, she had 12 aces in her last match. And I'm just I'm watching that video, and I'm thinking, how cool is it in tennis? We have, you know, we have daughters of billionaires. We have some junior players who go over to the foundation. Listen, you guys make a plan, set the schedule, teach my kids how to hit forehands and backhands. And you have this, this DIY approach. Um, Mike Parks is the coach, and they are setting a schedule. It may not be everyone's set of choices, but it's clearly working. And again, I mean, she won a title. She beat Caroline Garcia, if you saw on that highlight. Caroline Garcia, we talked about her earlier in the show. She just beat Naomi Osaka, four-time major champion. I mean, the margins are really thin, and I think big things are coming. She's only 23 years old. Uh, keep an eye on Alicia Parks. Absolutely. You know, Martina, she's been on the U.S. United Cup team the past couple of years, hasn't been able to play, but just being able to practice and be around the top players, how do you think that's affected her game? 
all of that helps uh, but and, and then then Serena giving her the uh the the, the perk uh, when she was much younger what I love about the family is that they made long-term plans they didn't say oh we got to go for the ranking right now and get in the top 10 in the junior or southeastern Missouri whatever it is <laughs> instead they knew that it had to be long-term because of her body she her body was not gonna agree with uh with the three four hours of tennis so they really uh, tempered that and th thought long term and it's paying off and I think because of that as Vince said they, it's all long term and uh, so that takes some pressure off uh, but most of all it keeps you hungry it keeps you healthy and hopefully you know she'll keep improving but that serve she can go a long way with just the serve absolutely she's got other things <laughs> uh, you talked about those big goals listen she said she's ready to break into the top 10 win her first grand slam in Melbourne, her goal is to make the second week of a major for the first time. Got it started here. Yeah, she did get playing against the qualifier from Ukraine. But, Steve, you, you were so right. She wanted to go defend those ranking points, and her team able to say, no, we're shooting for loftier goals. We're going for bigger things. And one of those is to be at your very best for the Australian Open. Let's put in a longer preseason. Let's work on your game. Let's get in great shape. And that's why matches like this pay off, especially yep. for Alicia. This is huge prize money, but also ranking points, but also the opportunity of her goal, of her dream. It's great to see her get better as this match went on. And at the end, she was going for it. She wasn't hoping for it. And that's a big difference at this level. This match yesterday that you won, she had 66 unforced errors. You say, boy, that's that's a lot of mistakes. You know what that also is? That's fighting through a day when maybe you're not at your best, maybe you're not hitting all your targets to survive in advance. On a day when you have 66 unforced errors, that in a way is a victory in and of itself. The draw is challenging. She, she's yeah. got Layla yeah. Fernandez next yep. to potentially set up a match with Coco Goff. One at a time, Steve. What? <laughs> One at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Coco, we found her behind the scenes in Melbourne getting ready to go. She's Look. always working out. Every time we see her, she's working out. <laughs> and Iga right Iga. behind her. Yeah, exactly. Iga's getting ready to go play. Iga is Coco's got the day off. I think she's just looking at her phone to avoid she's awkward like, is conversations. The USDA, has the USDA gotten back to you yeah. yet or what? Right. <laughs> Southwest, uh, Southwest Missouri is actually on the line. <laughs> Wait, waiting for the Mid-Atlantic. Mid-Atlantic to come calling. When we come back on TC Live, it's the debut of a new game. We'll tell you a quote. You get to guess who said it. See how you stack up to Lindsay, Martina, and John. You're watching TC Live. like another lovely day down under day three of the Australian Open our featured matches today as we wrap up the first round that's right three days first round matches Sunday start Saturday here in the States up first blockbuster between Iga Swiatek and Sophia Kennan then it's Hoga Runa last year's finalist Elena Rybakina starts up against a former world number one in Karolina Pliskova Alcaraz against Richard Gasquet and Jesse Pagula headlining the night session inside MCA it is time now for our newest game. It is called Name the Quote. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. Oh, my you goodness. excited, Lens? No. Lindsay Davenport. No. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. So we're gonna... Lindsay? We're I'm going gonna... to watch Martina and John battle it out. I think you're going to be really good at this game, LD. Yeah, I'm sure. uh, We're going to show a graphic on the screen of a player quote. You'll try to guess who said it, okay? And then we will show you the live Is it all bite. from AO? So it will be, but first we're going to do a sample. Everybody at home can play along with us here. So here, here's the sample for everybody, okay? okay. We're going to put the quote up on the screen. 
You cannot be serious, oh, man. You cannot on. be serious. That's that the only one on I'm going to get. Yeah, exactly. All right, Lindsay, who <laughs> okay, was it? Yeah, who was Mac. It? Okay, yeah. John. So, uh, oh, for this one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on. yeah. All right, so we're starting easy. We're starting easy. All right. Uh, German-born player, John McEnroe. <laughs> yeah, so we all know this one. Yeah. John McEnroe, roll, roll the tape. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. That ball was on the line. Shock blew up. Everyone knows it's in, in this whole stadium, and you pull it out? Explain that to me, will you? <laughs> All right, so that's how we play the game. Okay. He you should dine out on that. He, he should market that a little bit. That's kind of a, that's a funny line. A book or two? All right, Maybe. All right. <laughs> okay, so all these, by the way, are going to be from this year's Australian Open. Oh. Okay. Play, <laughs> relevant <laughs> players. Relevant players that you know, Lindsay. Perfect. Okay, Perfect. here's our first quote we're going to put up on the big screen. I'm no spring chicken anymore. So, you know, I've, I've played for so many years, been able to push my body to the brink almost every day for that whole time. Now I've got to be more careful with what I do and how I do things. Martina, who do you think said this quote? Uh, well, either Andy or Vavrinka. I'm not sure. Okay. I'll go with uh, uh, Andy. Andy Murray. John, who do you think said this? I think spring chicken has a certain whiff of uh, British. I'll, I'll say Andy Murray, too. Andy Murray. Lindsay, who are you going with? Oh. Yeah, okay. I'll just go with Andy also. Okay, so none of you all are right, but I'll give you a hint. It was a, a, a female player. Does that help, Martina? I know I said that. <laughs> oh, man, I have no idea. Um, I gotta look at it. Who is... <laughs> Yeah, a female dog. player who you may have worked with before, Lindsay, here at Tennis Channel. That doesn't help. Carolyn Sloan. That doesn't give it a, there you go, John. Wozniacki. I'm not oh. spring Caroline anymore, Wozniacki, so let's listen I've in. I've for so many years and, and been able to push my body to the brink, you know, almost every day for, for, for that whole time. And now I just, I really got to be more, you know, careful with with what i do and how i do things i thought i gave you all That's the hints good. there you're trying hard <laughs> i we appreciate it but lindsay got wordle today <laughs> all right let's let's get another one here <laughs> put it on the big board I, this I, one actually i think is a lot a lot more difficult so oh I'm, perfect I'm just throwing awesome. this out there i know people that didn't watch the match you're going to look at the score and think that maybe i'm out of form or not playing great but there needs to be some respect given to this guy he's really good honestly so i told him at the net you're really bleeping good okay so that's a guy player it's, Wait, a, it's think, a male player is that our uh serious seriously is that is that um look at the score uh, shoot look at the score now, i mean novak was very complimentary but this isn't him um, i'm gonna give another hint Medvedev. even before the first american american player yeah american okay. male taylor taylor fritz what do we think martino well okay you're prince Yes, yeah, perfect. Good job, Mark. Lindsay's go through all the draws. I know people are gonna that didn't watch the match are gonna look at the score and think that I'm I'm maybe out of form or not playing great, but like there needs to be some respect given to this guy. He he's like, he's really good, honestly. Uh that's what I told him that net. I, I shook his hand, I said, You're really effing good. <laughs> Martina, how are we doing? How, how's how's the game going? Does it take uh, it's fun. It's fun. Okay. Yeah, so fun. <laughs> <laughs> that, all right. Martina thinks it's fun. One more. Okay. You ready? Go to, go, to, go to Martina here. Yeah. Okay. 
Let's put it up on the big screen. What do we have here? All right, the, the, the question was what's harder, planning a wedding or coming back from knee surgery? And the answer was... Oh, I got that one. Okay. I think I could get that <laughs> I one. I wanted good food and good music and fun people there, and that was really it. The rest, the napkins are trash. I don't care what color they are. All right, Lindsay. I'm going to guess Shelby. What do you think, John? Shelby Rogers. Listen, see? Right. I got one. We're picking the game. Planning a wedding or coming back from knee surgery. <laughs> I wanted good food and good music and, you know, fun people there, and that was really it. <laughs> the rest, I'm like, the napkins are going in the trash. I don't care what color they are. <laughs> Shout out to her husband, John, by the way. She didn't use cloth napkins. Yeah, exactly. We know that. <laughs> That's what I got out of that segment. Lovely wedding in Charleston, right. South Carolina. Yep. And she's back. She's, she's back. Yeah, yep. Place. She plays today. That's right. Shelves in action. Not, exactly. We had a bunch of Tennis Channel former colleagues in that. Martina, you want to play this again a couple days? Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> That's an enthusiastic endorsement. All right. Know, Lindsay, your thoughts? I'm, I'm, no. All right. You got, <laughs> you got better each time? I'm going to practice a Rubik's Cube. How's that? Oh, 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 oh man. All right. You're going to practice Rubik's Huska. Cube. I'm going to read transcripts. Lindsay wants the Rubik's Cube. No. Right. <laughs> I said I was going to practice. There's... Name that quote. Emma Navarro in the there house. There she is. That's right. First time a seed as a major. Yeah. Great strides for the American. Most wins of any woman on tour this year. So good. That's the trivia question, Steve. Is it? Gosh. Oh, my bad. All right. Well, we still got you covered <laughs> every day here. Two weeks. TC Live. Only place you'll find two-hour pregame show with three Hall of Famers. And then the encore coverage every morning with Brett Haber and Paul Anacone. Back with more after this. Welcome back. Former world number eight John Isner making his TC Live debut on Thursday and Friday, January 18th and 19th, right here on the big couch. The man with more aces than anyone in tennis history will help us break down all the action in Melbourne. That's right. Looking forward to having special guest John Isner on TC Live. Taylor Townsend coming off the doubles title last week in Adelaide, back in the top 75 in singles, playing former world number two Paula Bedosa, Lindsay. This was your story of the day. Yeah, and it really was all about Bedosa and just seeing her back out on court, first of all, but also seeing the way in how she played this match, and she looked sensational. She was moving around the court well. She was hitting off the ground with power, but also her placement, moving Townsend around, not giving Taylor the opportunity to carve shots, to get to net to dictate play at all. And Bedosa, we talked about how it's been such a tough six or seven months for her. She is so thrilled to be back out on court and competing, ecstatic to be at the Australian Open as a player, not a player guest at this major, and made the most of it. And a pretty emotional win for her to be able to get a win back on the Grand Slam level. Yeah, first since Wimbledon last year for Bedosa, eight aces, 23 winners to just seven unforced errors. Yep. I mean, that was a clean performance, less than an hour on court, Martina. What'd you make of that performance? Um, big surprise. I mean, Taylor didn't play badly, but Badosa just dictated, wasn't letting her get to the net, didn't let her get into a rhythm and dominated. This is the Badosa of two years ago or for, further back. So it's really great to see her back healthy and playing this well. Clearly she's motivated, so fabulous. Gets probably a chank of a next. Good test for her. Yeah, that's a di different kind of opponent, uh, different match. You know, when she was three in the world, that may have been a smidge high, but whatever she is now outside the top 50 is way inaccurate as well. So uh, nice to see her pick up that win in a major. 
By the way, we're talking about Gal Malfisa, Lina Svitolina, both getting wins. Yep. Stefano Sitsipas and Paula Bedosa, both Sitsidosa, yeah. who, who were on the decline now. Did you see uh, Sitsipas change his serve? Oh, yes, he did. Yeah. That's right, putting changed the, the feet motion. together. Yeah, it's interesting watching that. And then he said yeah. after, I had seen a lot of top players do it, right. and yet he was the guy with the highest serve winning percentage yeah. on tour last year. Yeah. They thought they, maybe to, to help his back, he's also had right. a back that's injury, what it, but who knows? It was. It's yeah, really sure. tough when you were at the final of this major last year. It was such a big change to start the year. And by the way, just a, a thought for Taylor Townsend, Martina, who is in the doubles draw with Beatrice Haddad Maya, and they just came off of a title. Uh, what, what do you make of what Taylor's been able to do on the doubles court? Well, she's uh, one of the top players. Uh, she's got the best volley, I think, uh, on the tour at the moment, perhaps. Uh, I'd have to think about it. Uh, and uh, she, and I think doubles has helped her put her into the singles uh, competition, into into uh, giving her the confidence and, and the matches. And, uh, uh, now, yeah, and now she's got a really good uh, partner. Uh, they, they won just last week. So I think she's planning on staying in Melbourne for two weeks. <laughs> She loves but she'll playing. be disappointed with her loss. Lo- you know, loves playing with the fellow lefties, going from yeah, Leila Fernandez lefty, to, yeah. to Bia. I saw Fernandez, All right, we got a highlight for you, Martina. Seb Corda in action on the men's side. Made the quarterfinals here last year, playing a qualifier. Raced out to a two-set lead, did Corda? He did. Uh, the Czech guy's name is Kopsiva. Anyway, Seb looked like he was going to run away with this match in, in three sets. Uh, he was dictating nicely. Uh, but the Czech guy had different ideas, uh, and uh, even though he was down two sets to love, he comes back in the third, and then he wins the fourth. And Seb was uh, Seb was not as aggressive as I would like to see him. This match went five sets. It was only three hours, so quick five sets. But still, Seb only had the net 15 times in what is it, 43 games. That's just not enough. I think he needs to be more aggressive. He ended up winning just based on being a better player, more used to playing these kind of matches. But I think he needs to be more aggressive. He wants to progress in, in this uh, in this tournament. Had a delayed bagel in the fifth set. Came back from 0-2 down at one point, won 17 points in a row. LD alerted me to that. Second serve return was huge. Quarter won nearly 70% of those. Broke eight times. He's moving on. How about Chris Eubanks trying to win his opener in Melbourne? For the second straight year, John facing Taro Daniel, who just made the final in Auckland. Which was significant. Uh, Eubanks had some glute issues coming in. Uh, he was not butthurt yesterday. Uh, very nice match against the player. Taro Daniel, we just were talking about him two days ago. He played in the final in Auckland, and some of that wear and tear clearly came to bear. Um, this was all Chris Eubanks pushing around a uh, quality opponent. The serve was working 88% of his first serve points won. He had nine aces. Um, really very little trouble. He's got to be really pleased. Just won his first match in Australia ever last year. Uh, yesterday was his second because he had very little trouble. It only took him an hour and 39 minutes, too. So he ought to be fresh for a big match coming up. Yeah, Andre Rublev next. I texted him, congrats. He wrote back, serve was on fuego. That's right. Meantime, Ben Shelton made the quarterfinals here just like Corda did. Lindsay was able to navigate a tricky first rounder against Roberto Bautista. Always tough when you're going into a major defending big points for the first time, but it didn't look like it for Shelton, who was playing composed tennis in the second set. He found himself down a break, but he's got more to rely on now with his game. It's more than just the serve. His backhand is steadier. His forehand, he's using it well using some variety and was able to pull through this second set breaker. Surfer the second at 6-5 got broken. 
but still played one of the best tie breaks to go to up two sets to love. Baptista Agut wasn't able to move like what we've seen in the past. Shelton out acing him 14 to 1. But how about winners? 53 to 16 for Ben. He was dominant and thrilled to get through in straight sets. And a positive ratio. 13 more winners to unforced errors. Converted the only break point of that third set. Gets Aussie Chris O'Connell next. So good news for the Americans. We talked about the American men who have been absolutely yeah. fantastic over in Melbourne thus far. Let's talk about some of the women. Martina, Emma Navarro, amazing start to the new year. More wins than anyone else. She's got eight already. First title in Hobart gets Wang Ziyu. How does she avoid an emotional letdown coming off of such an achievement like that? Well, you get so much confidence from getting your first win, and you feel like, okay, I really belong on this tour. And right away, she gets to play in the Australian Open. So this is this is great. There's, I, I don't see any emotional um, or mental letdown from Emma as she worked her butt off to get into such great shape, which enabled her to have these much better results. So I, I see her winning that match and, and going, at least achieving her ranking, getting into the number 32, if not more. Yeah, it's all about how you handle and manage the ensuing days leading into this match. And for her team, hopefully they got her into Melbourne Saturday after that final. Took some time Sunday to recover, a practice on Monday to kind of get used to the courts and really try and keep her away from the craziness that can be at a major, but get her, give her enough exposure there so she's comfortable with where she's going and the court speed. It's a lot, but that's where the teams really come into play is to get a player recovered, rested, and then ready to go again. This is all new for Navarro to win a title and then to go into a Grand Slam as a seed, you got to be able to handle the occasion. And I think that's more important for her going into this match than necessarily the tennis. We know the tennis is there. Yep, right. How is she physically and how is she emotionally going into this match? Oh, looking forward to see more good things from Emma Navarro on the men's side. How about Tommy Paul? This is a guy who's looking to get back to the semifinals last year, one of four Americans in the top 20. But do you think, John, he keeps rising, takes the next step, stays where he's at, or, or drops off this year? No, I, th I think he stays where he is. I mean, he's a bit of an up-and-down player. The athleticism is always going to be there. Defending semifinal points, that's a lot coming into a tournament. But there is such a baseline of talent there. I think he's very open about this, too. He said, look, it took a while for the professionalism to kick in. I think that's happening. Getting off against Barrera, that's a, that's a winnable match yep. for Tommy. I'm not saying he's getting back to the semifinals. That would be a real achievement. But I think he ought to be okay for a few rounds. Right. Beat Barrera twice last year, so looking forward to that match. First time they're playing on a hard court. we got Danielle Collins and Angie Kerber playing. Yeah. So, Danny Collins been to the finals here before. Angie Kerber obviously on the comeback, but a former champion here. Uh, what's going to make the difference in this match? Uh, I think the match is really in Collins' hands. Uh, she was really looking forward to a great trip down under. She hasn't played her best tennis yet, so she'll be a little bit anxious out there against Kerber and her great retrieving skills. And Collins getting ready to go out on court, getting a little a little jog, looking for someone, well, it looks quick. like. Yeah. <laughs> we just got a lot faster, huh? Her foot speed in the offseason. This off is not what you want to be doing, though, right before your match is running the halls there. So looking for someone or looking to do she's something or she go somewhere. Or... She doesn't know where Where's she's going. Uh -oh. Where's, the, where's the bathroom? Oh, no, don't go back this way. <laughs> we don't want to see that. I am? <laughs> she's got her badge. Yeah. That's, that's what you need that's when you're... Australian Open Karen right there. Do you, do you know who I am? No. <laughs> no, she was asking that's for directions. No, no, no. That's We're unfair. Joking. It's easy to get lost there. Yeah, it is underground <laughs> exactly. and those tunnels for sure. Even walking out onto yeah, the... Well, they changed the walls a couple of years ago. I ended up in the same place five minutes <laughs> later. <laughs> all the way around. Yeah. And it was just right there. So, yeah, it's easy to get lost. 
Anyway, I hope she found her way. <laughs> On the court, Martina, ha have we seen the best of Danielle Collins, or can she get back to that, that top level she's been at in the past? young what is she still in her 20s right so yeah, there's plenty of plenty of time to get better for her the biggest thing is being healthy uh she's got she's got you know built-in issues to deal with uh so she uh when she's healthy she's dangerous when she's not you know she's got to because of the big frame it's hard when you're a little bit injured it's hard to cheat on that front so i just hope that she stays healthy i think the best is yet to come for her if she just stays healthy that's all like our boss Bob, yeah. Bob Wiley says. I yeah. love that. The best is best yet to come. Yet to come. Exactly. <laughs> and the best is yet to come here on TC Live as well. Much more on the show. We've got all the highlights, top storylines here from the winners. You don't want to miss what Lindsay, John, Martina, and Jim Courier have to say about today's matches as we get you ready, as we do every day, for first ball in Melbourne. thousand dollars scan this qr code or go to tennis.com slash play to enter the match point predictor game answer questions about the action in melbourne to win cash prizes and become eligible for the fifty thousand dollar perfect score jackpot hurry because the deadline is tonight this picks in all right here's the projected path for arena sabalenka beginning in the second round with brenda fruvertova in the fourth round, could face Paula Bedosa, maybe Amanda Anasimova, Angebur, potential quarterfinal. Mira Andreeva could be in there as well. Semifinals, Coco Gauff or Maria Sakri. And then, of course, it could be Iga, could be a rematch against Rabakina or Jesse Pagula in the final as we bring our Australian Open champions, Davenport, back on set. By the way, matching yet again. Just great minds think alike. <laughs> uh, the question today, to help the people make $50,000, oh. what round... <laughs> a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. What round is Arena Sabalenka going to reach? This was much tougher than I thought. Okay. And when I heard this morning what the question was, I thought, oh, okay, this is easy. Then you look at the draw, and I'm not so sure, Steve. I... She's got a tough round if she gets there, a round of 16. Mm -hmm. And Asamo was beating her in the past. Gosh, Bedosa's looking good again. Had a good first round win. But it's the golf semifinal that I can't quite get over. Okay. You choose first. Well, I, I, I'm not choosing. I'm saying either no, semifinals no, no. or finals. Yeah. Either semifinals or finals for me. Yeah, so which one? No, no I'm not going to pick. <laughs> Isn't that the point of the segment? Well, but you're the, you're the expert. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I think I'm, I'm literally torn 50-50 because okay. I think Coco could get her in the semis and get through, but Sabalenka, she's so focused. I'm going to give... I'll give me to give a slight edge to Sabalenka. Very okay. slight. I think it's like 51-49 yeah, no, against I mean, Goff in the semis. Well, we're on the same page. Okay. Yet again. Yeah. I feel like I, I spent some time with Arena Sabalenka after the WTA finals last year. I had dinner with her in L.A., her whole team. That's been something that's really helped her, having that group together. A lot of the players in the top ten don't have the same team. They're a very close-knit group. And the, the, the guys that she works with, from the fitness trainer Jason to her coach, they're yeah, all in in it together and they help her tremendously they really understand her and how to get her to play better she cr has cracked though in big matches and that's the thing that i can't quite get over french open mm -hmm. up 5-2 in the third match point in the semis didn't get through and in the final against goth at the u.s open she let the crowd get to her yeah. like that's something you should be prepared for playing an american as popular as coco the crowd is not going to be for you 
Let's see if she's learned from it in this occasion here. I really do think we're headed towards a Goff Sabalenka semi. Yeah. And we'll let the good times roll there. That, that's what we know at least. Semi-finals yeah. for Arena Sabalenka. <laughs> Maybe a final for her as well. Put in your picks. And remember, it is tonight that you need to get those in by. A lot more still to come here on TC Live. Getting closer to the start of the day down under. All the top stories with Lindsay, Martina, and John. Plus, the great Jim Courier joins us a little later from Melbourne. Thanks for staying with us on TC Live. with you tomorrow we will be joined by our colleague Nick Kyrgios that's right he was with us pretty recently for the ATP finals here in LA he's down in Melbourne working for everybody and he will tell us all about it on TC Live tomorrow Kiggs joining us on the program a reminder TC Live comes your way 5 Eastern every day to get you ready for first ball then at 7 a.m. and 3 p.m. do not miss tennis channels encore coverage of the Aussie Open with Brett Haber and Paul Anacone they're doing an awesome job Staying up late so you have more to see. All right, let's start with the big story. The Grand Slam return of Naomi Osaka. Four-time major champ, very familiar with Rod Laver Arena. This was three years ago when Osaka won her second title in Melbourne, defeated Serena Williams in the semifinals, and then Jen Brady in the final. Osaka also beat Caroline Garcia in the second round on the way to raising that trophy. And back then, Osaka was the three seed. Now it's Garcia, Lindsay, who comes in as the seeded player. Yeah, it was so much hype for this match. Night match, Rod Laver Arena. And it was Caroline Garcia, Steve, that showed up and played one of her best matches in some time. Osaka was out hit. She was out served. She was out maneuvered on the court. And normally when Osaka's at her best, she's the one dictating play. But this match was all Garcia, who was able to play off her front foot. She got Osaka pushed back. She got her rushed. And the most impressive thing was the serving of Garcia. Osaka never able to get a rhythm on her return. She never had a break point. And Garcia came up huge in the breaker. She played very composed tennis. She moved her shots around the court, trying to get Osaka to move. And Garcia comes up with a huge win. And Osaka just not quite ready yet to make a push on tour. Both had double-digit aces, 13 to 11 for Garcia. 34 winners as well. Fly with Caro. Let's hear what Osaka thought about her first major match back. Yeah, I thought it was a really good match. For me, I felt like I did the best that I could possibly do, and it was just really nice to be on Rod Laver again and hear the audience and how much they interacted with the match. That was fun. I think it might be because I haven't played matches in a while, so I was a little bit like thinking, overthinking in my head where to go. But yeah, of course, I think that's something that'll come with time. But right now, it kind of sucks a little. Osaka also said she needs to remind herself she gave birth just six months ago. So all that considered, Martina, what grade would you give Naomi Osaka for that performance? I give her, tennis-wise, it's a, maybe a B-plus, but overall a C because she couldn't get to the ball that she wants to hit because she's not in shape. I'm surprised that she really started playing, that she got on the tour, that she played this tournament <clears throat> without clearly being in the top top shape that she needs to be in order to put herself in the position to hit the big, big balls. She, she was stretched out way too much, and the fact that she never had a break point tells you everything you need to know about that match. 
Matthew, you say, look, she, she played a close match against a former top five player. No shame in there. Something did look a little off. I mean, as Naomi herself said, look, she gave birth in July, like a little time. But I, I don't know. I don't know where she goes from here. Do you, do you the WTA put out something giving her schedule for the next eight weeks or so? Go to the Middle East, go to Indian Wells. Do you think she sticks to that? I think you do a reset if you're team Osaka and, and sit down and talk about, okay, what are our goals? What do we want to see happen? When you've won four majors and you've been at the top, it's about winning majors, at least contending for majors. And she came down to Australia. She was one and two. She got out hit by Pliskova. She got out hit by Garcia. That is not peak Osaka. Mm. Of course, it's amazing and it's a, big, it's a big first step just to get back out on tour and to get back out on court. But if the goals are to win majors, I think a little bit more work needs to be done. It wouldn't surprise me if maybe she waited till Indian Wells, took a training block again. But who knows? There's other issues at play and, and maybe appearance fees and whatever to where she plays again. But she's got five months now to the next major. She's never played well at Roland Garros or Wimbledon. So that was a big push for her also, big goal. So she'll make do some practice to try and get ready for mm. those. Yeah, she said Dubai, Indian Wells, Miami, Charleston. That was next up on the schedule. And when she came back, she said, I'm going to play a lot more tennis, yeah. not really plan my schedule like she did in the past, Martina. What, what's, what's the one thing you want to see better from her the next time she's on the court? Yeah, I just get get more fit, uh, play a lot more sets in practice so that when you play the match, you know, you've been, been there, done that. But most of all, just put in the yards, I think, on the court and off the court because she... The girls, they hit the ball too hard. You have to be quick off the mark to get to the ball to be able to hit your shot that you want to hit. And clearly, she's just, I mean, yes, she gave birth. We know all that. Uh, but Svitolina did too, and she looked a lot better right off the bat. So that's something you can control. I think the fitness, as long as you don't have injuries, there's no reason not to get in better shape. And then she can win a lot more matches, won't have to play as many tournaments because she'll get a lot more matches mm. in each tournament rather than, you know, one match at a, a week. That's a good point. Whenever we see her back, we look yep. forward to seeing Naomi back on the court yet again, wherever that may be. Maybe Dubai, maybe Indian Wells. We shall see. Coco Goff trying to be the first player since Osaka to win the U.S. Open and Aussie Open back-to-back. Top-ranked American started very impressive, Martina, against Anna Karolina Schmidlova. Well, Schmidlova was two winners and 27 on four serves. So it was tight in the first was set. Bad? It was three all. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then Goff just really pulled the trigger and never looked back. She covered the ball, she covered the court really well. I think the courts are playing slower than, than they have in the past because I just see a lot more unforced errors from people and not getting to the net as much. But Coco moved beautifully. Shmilova just didn't know what to do. Once she even played a great point like that, Coco still comes back with a winner. Just so hard to find openings against Coco anyway. And again, on this slower court, she couldn't, she couldn't do it. And Coco ran away with it. Uh, with the, the breaking, breaking Shmilova seven times and uh, just, yeah, was, was not stressed at all. Won the last eight games to close it out in style. On the men's side, two-time AO finalist, Daniil Medvedev looking to improve on his third-round showing last year. John got a tricky test against the French qualifier. Against uh, qualifier right, 144, Medvedev was canvassing the locker room. What do you guys know about this guy? They, they said hit to his backhand. That wasn't a very good idea. Medvedev joked later that uh, maybe he was being goofed because the guy missed like three backhands. First set to the Frenchman, to Terence Achmene. That is a nice set of tennis, but you know what? You qualify. Look at that. Nice knockoff point there. This actually ended up being a fairly pivotal point in the match. You play qualifying, it means you play a lot of matches coming in, and you can see 
The cramps set in here in the third set. That actually wasn't even the first time he was cramping. And after a very tight first set, Medvedev cleaned up his game and got some help from the opposition, who just, as you can see, can barely get around the court. Medvedev's got to be pretty pleased with this. Uh, got in a workout for about 45 minutes and then uh, settled in and advances. Remember, Medvedev lost to Korda uh, last year early, so nice to see him getting an early win. 42 winners, broke six times, and moves on. Let's hear from him inside the press room. I feel like today I played well, even losing the first set. I feel like it was good for the first match, so I hope I can only play better and better. And uh, physically it was tough. In terms of tennis, I felt fine. Um, so, yeah, happy, happy to win. If I would lose, I don't know what I would say, but uh, I won, so let's see how it goes next. What's your takeaway from this match? <laughs> well, he, Medvedev was one of the players we yeah. talked about with Sinner and Alcaraz mm -hmm. who didn't play any lead-in matches, any lead-in tournaments. So I think you have to give yourself a little bit of a break if you're Medvedev and realize I'm not going to be perfect the first match of the season. He actually stayed pretty relaxed even when he lost the first set. He knew it was three out of five. He knew he could work his way in the match, and it's exactly what happened. He got better. I think if you're Medvedev, you're happy to get through. You go back out there and keep practicing. Um, He's got a great chance. He's a great hardcore player. He's got to stay healthy and just try and hang in that tournament, right, to the yeah. second week, and the, his game will come back pretty quickly. I think he wants to get rid of that last year final loss when he was up two sets. So <laughs> get, get back from that. And, uh, yeah, he looked good. Uh, for a player like that, I mean, he just doesn't feel like a player that has to have that many matches under his belt to be comfortable on the court, as uncomfortable as he looks. So, yeah, that was a, at the end of the day, it was a very uh, normal match for him. And I love him in the press conferences, too. He just increased energy everywhere. <laughs> can, can we do, like, 10 seconds. What, what, what a delightful presence this guy is. Um, not a villain, by the way. No not guys, a villain. Exactly. No villain. You may have seen him. Be <laughs> there, there is a benign mischief to this guy. He's, he's fun to watch. We have the antics. I think you're right. I mean, this is a guy who's been to the final two years ago and really should have won that match. I don't know. Are we talking about him enough? I mean, part of this is what you say, Lynn, that he didn't play a warm-up. We haven't heard much of him in, in two months now. But... Boy, I mean, his record on hard courts and also, I mean, just nobody plays like him. He's a really hard player to prepare for because it's a sui generis tennis. I think this is a guy who's got a, a real – we're talking about Djokovic here in the next tier down. I think he's certainly on there with Alcaraz in the center. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. The, the ranking puts – Two years ago. Yes. Sorry. Medvedev was two years ago, not last year. That brain cramp. <laughs> when you said last year, it, it just – I felt you, Marty. We knew what you were talking about there. <laughs> Gets Emil Rusevori next. So tough test, tougher test at least for Daniil Medvedev. Much more still to come here on TC Live. We got more highlights. While we have seen Andy Murray solving the Rubik's Cube off court, things have not gone as well on court. You do not want to miss what the three-time major champion had to say about his future. Welcome back. Look who's coming in. Not a lack of weapons for Grigor Dimitrov. Think he's going to need all those? No. How many yeah. strings? Are they all switches. If you play five sets yeah. and long sets and you want to switch with the new balls They're and you break a few. Out. There's Iga. Looking to win her first Australian Open. Mm, tough first round. Tough draw in general. But gosh, she's looked good the last few months. Got Kasparud in there. That's Three John's major finals. Kid, right? your guy. That's John's guy. Kasper and Wozniacki. <laughs> He just never <laughs> seen treadmill running like that. Seven matches. <laughs> just warming up. He's just warming up. He can play five sets. 
Well, since returning from maternity leave, Alina Svitolina, 11 and 3 in majors, making the quarters in Paris semis at Wimbledon, Lindsay. Another impressive match for the Ukrainian. Interesting. Earlier in her career, Svitolina struggled at the majors. It was a while for her to be able to break through and get to a couple of semifinals. And this was a close match the first four games, and then Svitolina started to feel comfortable. And one of the biggest things she's been working on since coming back is the forehand. And she's been trying to develop that finishing shot weapon. And it looked good today against Preston. Preston only held serve two times in this match, just wasn't able to solve the riddle of the Svitolina return. And Svitolina hit harder, and she got through comfortably. Mm, less than an hour of work broke six times. So it wasn't easy at the beginning, but she is pleased overall. Two-time quarterfinalist there. All right, the mum tracker. <laughs> so we got three wins, three losses, and two to play, Linz. Okay, we got two more up today, Azarenka and Kerber. Former champs. Both of them with tough matches. Never know about Georgie and Collins, a former finalist here in Australia. So we'll update this tomorrow. Yeah, some love for Tatiana Maria, by the way. That was a nice great, win, yeah. Uh, in the first round. Exactly. Australia looking for its first men's home champ in nearly 50 years, John. But they've got a top 10 player for the first time in about two decades in Alex Dimonor taking on Milos Raonic. Dimonor in New York. I think we need to update our scouting report. We sort of think of him as one of the tossy David Ferrer, scrappy guy. He's putting a lot of points on the surf. Ten aces yesterday. We all know about Milos. He came within a set of making the final. That was eight years ago, though, uh, back from an injury. And just we, we asked yesterday if he was capable of playing best of five tennis, and we got our answer. Uh, no disrespect to Demonor, who was terrific, as usual, won a tight first set. And then Milos sort of looked like he may have tweaked a, a lower leg. Um, he was a clearly compromised player after uh, that first set tie break, you can see here, and uh, ended up ripcording it. Uh, Dimonor would advance. Nice win. And uh, this is your, your Aussie in the top ten. First one since Leighton Hewitt. He advances. Great first set for Raonic. Limping off court. Unfortunate for him. Dimonor gets Matteo Arnaldi next. That's a good one. Uh, Five-time finalist Andy Murray. Martina facing Tomas Martin Echeverry. Played twice last year. Split those matches. This was one-way traffic. Yeah, exactly. Andy should have liked that draw. He's ranked only about 20 spots below Echeverry, but he was totally outplayed the whole way around. Echeverry, 11 aces, no double faults, 60% points, one under them, his second serve. 38 winners, 19 on fours. I mean, he just dominated all the way around, got to the net a lot more than Andy, and he just looked flat, especially though once he lost the first set, it looked like all the wind went out of him. And uh, Echeverry just dominated every way again. And it just looked low on energy. And you know, when you have bad days, when you get older, they're really bad. And I think this was one of those days for Andy, unfortunately. Said he was feeling good coming in. Wasn't sure why it was a flat performance. So Echeverry moves on. Andy Murray, a long wave. Is it the last time we will see him at this event? There's definite possibility that would be the last time I play here. Um, in comparison to the matches that I played here last year, is like the complete opposite feeling walking off the court. Like, yeah, wish I, yeah, involved the crowd more or like, yeah, just disappointed with, yeah, the way that I played and all of that, all of that stuff. So, yeah, tough, tough way to, to finish. Now, we've seen Andy a couple times at this event. You know, maybe say goodbye. Did it once, came back, and then this was 
It just seemed a little different, Lindsay, the, this wave to the crowd. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Each player reaches that decision on their own time, yeah. but certainly losses like this help push it along. <laughs> and this is not how Murray wants to be out there competing. He wants to be relevant. He wants to have the fire. You want to have that excitement. And like he said, he, he's not even sure why it wasn't there. I think when it gets hard to get up for matches, especially at the highest level, at the majors, I, I think that time is coming to an end. And it's up to him, whether it's here now or when it's later in the year, we'll see. But obviously at his age also, it's getting closer to the end. Yeah, I mean, I sort of always resist this sort of ghoulish, uh, you know, the, the career watch. I imagine the, the former players might feel likewise, but you also have to be realistic. I mean, he'll be 37 years old at the next major. He's not playing tennis and crossing oceans and leaving time away from his family to lose in the first round. Echeverry's a very nice player. Five seconds give him his due. But I think for Andy Murray, I think he's asking himself some tough questions. I can't imagine he would not play Wimbledon, but 37 is a big number, and a guy with his track record is not coming here and putting in the work to lose in first rounds. Martina, what was your reaction to, to hearing Andy say those words after the match? Well, you know, when Andy loses, he's really ticked off. He barely acknowledges the crowd when he's walking off the mm. court. This time, big, big wave goodbye. So I think in his head, he knows he won't be back. Um, my guess is Wimbledon will be his last tournament, unless he can maybe push it and get into the Olympics, if he can get into the Olympics, because there's three guys ahead of him. So my guess is Wimbledon, he'll have every, every match he plays there will be on center court. And, uh, you know, what a way to go. And uh, if he keeps winning, great. And if he loses, then that's that's the right place for him to finish his career off, I think. Yeah, I mean, that, that would that would make sense, right? Yeah. right. Wimbledon. All yeah, of and some, right. For some people, though, it could also be even harder, mm. right? It is most important tournament and all that. So we'll see. Every player gets to decide most, if you're lucky, on your own time. Yeah. And, and we hope, as tennis fans, that we get to, you know, send him off in yeah. a certain way. This is a... Three-time major champion, got to number one in the world, a future Hall of Famer. He's yeah. done incredible stuff well, in the let's sport. Just, this, this guy essentially at this tournament in, in Melbourne was essentially re retired pre-COVID. Right. So the fact that in 2024 we're still enjoying him is, is nice to see. And by the way, he's still a top 50 player in the world. Right. Yeah. So if he wants to keep playing, Andy, keep, keep, keep on going. We'll see. All right, we got more to get to here on TC Live, including today's match previews. Plus, Jim Courier joins the program. We're talking Jesse Pagula, Carlos Alcaraz, and more. Stay with us. Less than 30 minutes away from first ball on day three at the Australian Open as we lead you up to the live action. Wrapping up round one marsupials in attendance <laughs> down under we welcome back in the hall of famer two-time australian open champion jim courier who appears to be on the grounds today jim and i'm a mammal not a marsupial but it's good to be with you guys and, and my goodness thanks to channel nine for letting me borrow this magnificent set with rod labor arena just behind good to see all of you as well that is that's a fantastic look right yeah, there i exactly. mean if you're gonna be anywhere Listen. You have to do a Zoom. That's a good yeah, place to do it. It looks a little windy, though. It's breezy today, but it's not too, not too hot. That's the thing. Like, some of the players, like Medvedev yesterday, were saying how brutal the conditions were. I was like, have you ever been to the Australian <laughs> Open before? This is We're not even hitting 90 degrees here, let alone 100 degrees. So, uh, no, it, it's super pleasant. 
I think for the fans, record crowds already, and a little bit of breeze today will help keep everyone a little cooler too. It's probably going to be somewhere in mid mid eighties, but as always down here, it's rarely humid, and it's not humid today. Medvedev, a little soft. Yeah, wait, wait till <laughs> Medvedev knows. Uh, you know, when when the guy's shoes melt onto the court, he's really going to have complaints. But you talk about how various the court speed is, the conditions too. I mean, it, right. We're talking about a 40-degree range, potentially. Mm -hmm. so, uh, and once you get to the second week, especially on the men's side, it switches all to the night matches. Yeah. And so you really just got to survive in advance this first week if you are a day match in, in hot, hot weather. All right, we got Jim. Let, let's get some highlights. Yep. Stefano Tsitsipas in action last night, last year's finalist. He was supposed to play Jim, of course, Matteo Berrettini, but the Italian withdrew. So we get Zizou Bergs stepping in, provided a big test early. Yeah, Bergs is a lucky loser. He actually cramped up when it was hot last week in the qualies, but he was strong in the opening set, took it 7-5, and then Tsitsipas found a groove, and he started to peel away from there. 6-1, 6-1, the next two sets. Watch this point. This might be the best shot you'll ever see in your life. The shot, he reaches over the net and pirouettes to avoid hitting the net. That was one of the best tennis limbos I've ever seen. And uh, it, from there, it just got better for Tsitsipas. One thing of concern, guys, is his back has been a little bit of an issue in the United Cup. He didn't play singles in Greece's first match. And he changed his service motion. I've never seen this before. We're all wondering what is going on. He went from a platform service motion where you don't move your back foot at all to a step up where the back foot slides forward. That, for the first three sets or so, he was doing that supposedly to alleviate some of the back issues. And then by the end of the match, when it was crunch time, he went back to his old service motion. So keep eyes on Steph's back and his service motion. But that was strange, but he got through. He certainly did. Now Dominic team facing Felix Auger-Aliassime. Jim, this is one that we had our eyes on. A couple of former top tenors looking for some confidence. Yeah, both of these guys struggling. Team had to come through qualies in Brisbane before he lost to Nadal in the opening round. Oji Ali Asim had lost first round in his only match in Auckland. And this one went the distance. First two sets to the Canadian, the Austrian roars back into a fifth. And then it would be Felix who would find his way through. And, and confidence is king. Both of these guys looking for it. It's just great to see Dominic fighting and healthy. You know, that's the main thing. It's been such a struggle with the wrist for him. The same thing for Felix. He's had knee issues, and it's just been a tough time for both of them. Something had to give, and it was uh, it was going to be basically Dominic team who would give a little bit with some unforced errors in the final set here at match point. OJ Aliassim gets arms in the air and gets a, a relief, a win in 2024. Five sets, nearly five hours on court. FAA said he was not thinking good thoughts after that third set, uh, did not want to fail mentally. What did this match, Lindsay, say to you about both players? Yeah, gosh, it just seems like team. We've seen him in some of these close matches in the last year or so, and it just seems like he's always on the losing end. I, I know he's won a few, but that just seems like another one that is going to be really hard to take, especially how he was fighting back and trying to get back into the match. He did and then just couldn't go in the fifth set. But a big win for Felix, and we were wondering this whole last season, like, when is he going to start back up again? When will that confidence be back? And that's the thing about this sport. You never know. Sometimes it's one shot, it's one set, it's one match, and that spark is lit again. And certainly men's tennis is even more exciting when he's in the conversation. So hoping that this sends him on his way back to his A game. I'm not sure I've ever seen this. Maybe you guys have. I mean, Dominic Team's results after that breakthrough major have just absolutely gone off a, a cliff and there have been some injuries there and we say this a lot which is 
Signs of hope, some signs of promise, good, good takeaways, but just couldn't get the win. And yesterday had a, had a little bit of the same. Did a really nice job fighting back into that match. Didn't have it in the fifth. And Felix, nice to see him get a win. That 27 next to his name, his seed, that, yeah. that looks like a typo. I yeah. mean, that's, that's a big number for a guy we were saying was going to win majors. Jim, could this be that match yeah. that, that Lindsay's talking about to, to take him back to where he was? Well, Daniel Medvedev will hope not because that's who Felix could play in the third <laughs> round. Um, so I think everyone on tour knows what Felix is capable of. You know, he's a great mover on the court. He's got a big serve. His forehand when it's on song is a monster. Um, he had it all put together a couple of years ago. Uncle Tony was on his team and it was all looking very good. And then last year he just ran into some physical troubles. And then and then the confidence drop has been pretty stark. But you got to rebuild it somewhere and rebuilding with a tough five set win when you fully test your body and your nerves may not be the worst way for him to go but he's, he doesn't have a great draw with Medvedev in his section but we'll see how that turns out all right hope hopefully we get Felix back to where he was and we still I mean Dominic is like he's right yeah, there right there he's yeah. right there he's gonna get over you never know when it's gonna happen yeah. it's gonna I believe it's gonna happen for Dominic team all right we had a couple a couple of 30 somethings going at it in the next one, Stan Vavrinka, Adrian Manorino, they've both been on tour, John, for nearly two decades, but meeting in a major for the first time didn't disappoint. Yeah, Manorino 2-0 in the head-to-head, -head, which was surprising. Adrian Manorino 35, finally into the top 20, props to him, and he gets an opponent almost four years his senior. Can that be right? Stan's going to be 39 years old in March, former winner of this event, but, uh, you know, thir 38 is a big number and did a really nice job clawing himself back in. That's one for the memory banks, that one-handed backhand. But the young stripling, Manorino, uh, still looking for that endorsement deal. Nice, compact game, short, lefty strokes. Uh, a lot to like about this player. And, you know, I ironic as it sounds, the, the younger player was fresher in, in the fifth set and uh, Manorino seated here for the first time at the Australian Open. Nice win yesterday. Now 12 and 4 in five set matches. Our friend uh, Bastian Fashan said on Twitter, quote, no hair, no sponsors, no string tension, just pure tenismo. That's uh, Adrian Manorino for you. Taking a look at some other scores. How about Mira Andreeva, Lindsay? Yeah, just a young player, 16 years old, lost in the finals of the juniors last year, gets a first round win. Steve, we talk about her. She's Seems like she's going to win a major. We don't know when. Probably a little early now. But also, how about the Wimbledon champion going out, winning three games mm. in the first round? And also, Shapovalov back from his knee injury, but unable to win a set. All three 16-year-olds winning their yeah. first round matches. First time Good that's stuff. happened since 2005. Ooh. Sloan Stevens getting ready to go for her match against the Aussie wildcard, Olivia Gadecki. Sloan's lost in the first round the last four years. Catching that behind her back? Yeah. You can't do that. So, it's 25 pounds, too. That's, that is not 25 pounds. Back with more after this. Welcome back. Don't miss your chance at $100,000. Play Racket Bracket. Choose the round-by-round -round winners in Melbourne. Win cash prizes, including $50,000 jackpots for perfect men's or women's picks. Scan that QR code on your screen or visit tennis.com slash play to enter. Hurry. Deadline is tomorrow night to get those picks in. 100 Gs. Speaking of guys, we're walking around probably with 100 Gs in their pockets. I feel like Jim could rock those shades. Absolutely, yeah. I see Courier in those shades. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Andre's the quiet one. Casually showing off it's his It's like a boy band. 
One Direction. We 20, 25 years ago. <laughs> 25 years ago, I would have rocked those. Not anymore. <laughs> Come on. Sophia Kennan getting ready to go. Father. Tough ass, tough yeah, match big, against Triante uh, coming up. One of them has won this event, and it's not Triante. And uh, Benny Schultz, Camilla Georgie. We got everybody just on the bikes hanging out. It's like Tennis Channel. I was, I was just going to say that. Is that a right? Tennis Channel logo in the blue? Oh, yeah. We, like have, a, we have a mole. It kind of looks like our... What that looks like our green room. That's what we do before yeah. the show. Right? <laughs> That's what you get ready. Why. You're the only one doing that. <laughs> I think Pr Prakash would bring Prakash too. There. You're right. You're right. Prakash, yeah. Right. There's still low Prakash 10 push-ups, by the way. I'm, I'm more into those 25-pound... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Catching behind your back. Yeah, right. We, get, we got interest on those push-ups. All, right. All right. Time now for our Bet365 match preview. Holgaruna, Yoshihito Nishioka... Runa's the, the favorite. Both reached the fourth round last year. Jim Nishioka won their only previous match last year in Adelaide. Uh, what do you think of the odds? Uh, I, I like this. I think that Runa is definitely a favorite. Runa comes in uh, out of the final in Brisbane. He lost to Dimitrov there, but he got the matches required, and then he got a week's rest. So I like him. Nishioka is tough. He is a, a tough competitor. The leftiness is always an issue, but when you've got a two-handed backhand at the quality of Holger Runa, you don't worry too much about lefties not named Rafa. So I, I think that this is a good matchup to get his campaign underway. He's a, a young man with a ton of ambition, as we know. He's part of this young generation along with Alcaraz and Sinner that are trying to push through and kind of leapfrog over the Tsitsipasas of the world. Um, so we'll see. I'm excited to see how he comes out and plays and, and see if he's kind of beefed up that forehand, which can falter at times a little bit. Um, but I, I love his energy. He, he uh, And he just like Novak, he tells you straight up, mm -hmm. I want to be the greatest, yeah. period. And uh, there's there's something I admire in that. Yeah, he made a lot of coaching changes in mm -hmm. the offseason. We knew he added Boris Becker late in the fall. But then also Severin Luti now and traveling and with him in Australia. He has his longtime coach as well also there. So you love that a player is looking for solutions. I, I want any... 10%, 5% that I can get from anyone to help me be better. Yep. He's got some good people around him now. That's going to help as well. Players and coaches that have had the experience of being at majors, winning majors, second week of the majors. And that's really invaluable when you're a young player. And he rides really high, as Jim was saying, with the energy. Yeah. you got to be careful during majors because you want that gas tank as full as possible at the end. So you can start challenging in mm. the quarters and the semis. And maybe the team around him now, a little bit more experienced, can help him with a few of those things. Yeah, for all the personnel changes, I'm told he, he kept his data guy. So uh, he's someone who looks at, at match stats and at probabilities and tendencies. And I think, you know, Jim uses the word ambition. Uh, that's great. We don't always see that, and we don't always see that so nakedly. This guy thinks he's really good. He wants to be even better. He isn't, a, you know, isn't afraid to let you know that. I think he gets by today against a player who's not, you know, very fast on the other side of the net, Nishioka, probably not a lot of weapons to hurt him with. But I think Cole Garuda, if he wants to be like Novak, nakedly ambitious, Tell you how good he thinks he's going to be. I think that's great. Speaking of Novak, <laughs> if, if Holger wins the tournament, he'd be the youngest man to win at the Australian Open since Djokovic. What is trending on social media? Double A. Oh, has been oh, in the yeah. house. How about this photo? <laughs> Wife yeah. Steffi. Big photo there. The former Australian Open champion and uh, giving a smooch. I, I think Andre said after this, listen, at home, I don't, I don't know if she lets me or not, but she has to here. So. <laughs> that's right.
That's right. Yeah, that, there's a lot of history between those two in this term. There's a lot of love for Andre and Steffi down here, and it's nice to see him back. I understand he's flying back home today, but it, he was extremely well-received, as you would expect down here from the crowd. Um, you know, what's interesting about Andre, too, is he, for the first half of his career, he didn't come down here and play. He, he stayed home after Christmas, relaxed. He'd start his season in February. And that probably cost him a few, probably gave me a few, actually. Uh, I was winning some when he wasn't here, but uh, he, uh, he he's getting a little smooch in there in good form. There's also a video of him walking towards Rod Laver Arena, and they have that tunnel with all the names of people he wanted. He gave his wife's name a little tap also. So clearly missing his wife when he was down under. I think next year she reciprocated. There are plenty of images of Andre there as well. Um, but no, Andre was great at using that block that December block, when everybody else was poolside, he was putting in the yards with Gil Reyes, and it certainly paid off in Melbourne. I mean, this is an absolute and now superstar. They're, and now they're going to be playing. Yeah, and now they're going to be a doubles team in the next pickleball slam. <laughs> That's right. So uh, ah! <laughs> they're taking on McEnroe and Sharapova. So we'll get to see them again pretty soon. Jim's, Jim's next out there, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> I think Courier Davenport. No, no chance. <laughs> He's Zero. a better partner. It's your, your mom, Jim, right? It's, like, amazing. My mom and, and my mom and Betty Blake, James Blake's mom. Yeah. That's the, the dynamic pickleball duo. No way, really? Awesome. So good. <laughs> All right, oh, yeah. it's almost time for first ball. Breaking down those big day three matches when we come back. Welcome back. There he is. Tomorrow, we will be joined by one of the newest members of the TC fam, Aussie superstar Nick Kyrgios. He is down in Melbourne right now working as a broadcaster, and he will tell us all about it. Plus, when's he going to get back on court? Find out tomorrow on TC Live. Cue the tunes. Worth time stat of the day. We've been talking about Yannick Sinner as someone who potentially could take down Novak Djokovic if he reaches the final. Look at this. This would be the first time in the open era an Italian man has reached a major final on hardcore. Hardcore. Yeah, you know, we had Ber- Berrettini and Wimbledon, obviously. I, I, this is, I just think it's interesting in terms of distribution. A lot of nice Italian players right now. The CEO of the ATP Tour is a former player, Italian, but... Uh, not a lot of success in the uh, higher reaches. We'll see if Sinner can do I don't know if Jim, uh, Jim, how many Italians did you topple in your day on, on route to, uh, to winning majors? Yeah. Well, I'm not sure about the majors, but Andrea Gadenzi, who's the CEO of the ATP, as you referenced, John, he was a quality player across all surfaces, a top 20 player in his time. There have been many, many good ones, but Sinner looks to be the best of the bunch for me. I think he has the most upside. Uh, we're about to see. We hope Berrettini gets healthy again. That's yeah. been tough to watch lately. Mm-hmm. Sinner has set a lot of those first Italian man to do records. So this is the next one for Yannick to accomplish. Jim, earlier uh, you said it arguably could be the best shot you've ever seen. Is that, did I hear that right? It could be. I mean, I mean, this could, this is crazy. I don't even know how you hit the brakes like this. Watch Tsitsipas when he comes up to the net. It's a good thing he has long arms. His racket is so far across the net, but he does the little pirouette at the end, and that's the key on this one. Most players could get to that ball, but how many could actually not touch the net as they hit the winner right at the net cam, by the way? Look at that angle on the shot. This is just ridiculous. Right foot hits the brakes, and then he does the little 360 ballet act. That was phenomenal. <laughs> How do I get a reaction. point off this guy? Yeah, right. Literally. First, like, was that legal? Wait, what just, well, that, he wasn't even sure what yeah. he saw there. Yeah. No, it's definitely legal, but almost, I've never seen a player when the ball is going to bounce back over on the other side of the net manage to win the point. 
That's the first top five shots you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. It's up there. All right. I mean, just to be clear, if he touches the net, you won't see that again this year. I have never really seen that before. Jim, have you? No, no. I would have only been cooler if he had hit the ball back into his opponent's side of the net. That's the only way that shot could possibly be. It almost did. Honestly, like it almost went. Just, I mean, teachable moment. We, you know, you can reach. Over the plane, right? You can break the plane if you have to retrieve the ball. You just he, had he made contact with the net, right? Yeah, That's exactly. what he would have lost. No, because people were writing. Said, yeah, How I don't know awesome. about a back injury after seeing this little stretchy yeah, move here. Look at this. Not yeah. to hit the net. Look at it. I like Jim's idea. Hit it back into the net physically. It's not a lot of time to think up there, John. Look at that. Also, happened? by the way, to just. Just to make it even better is the ball kid actually catches it on the one hop right by the net. So, like, it's a perfect sequence. Really was. Oh, good. The body good. control. Everything about yeah, that. That was sick. I mean, that's going to be our, our best of the best yeah. for the year. We can only Mid -January. hope. Mid-January. Right. Only hope it that's makes that one. list. All right, let's talk about some of the matches today. Let's do it. We, we circled this one. Elena Rybakina, Karolina Pliskova. Pliskova's been to one in the world. Obviously, yep. Rybakina, the finals last year. But is, is this as close of a matchup as... as we're talking it up to be. It's tough. Rubakin has gotten the best of, of the three previous matches when they have played. But you're also talking about a player in Pliskova where it seems like her prime was more like five years ago when she was really challenging for majors, getting up to number one in the world. It seems like it's Rubakin's time. She's looked so cool, calm, and composed already this season. She wants to go a step farther than she did last year. She's comfortable playing here. It just never looks like anything bothers her. Yeah. And you t have now two players who play similar styles in terms of big serves and power hitting. Rubakin is a better athlete and does everything a little bit better right now. So if she plays about 65% or better of her best, I think she gets through. Jim, you said you're going to be uh, working the Carlos Alcaraz match later tonight against Richard Gasquet. Obviously, a veteran Frenchman who's done a lot on the court. But uh, for Carlos Alcaraz, yep. what, what he does at majors is basically recently either win them or get to the semis. Yeah, no, he, he's a, a heavy favorite. This will be his first match of the season, official one. He's played some practice matches in front of some crowds here during the, the buildup. But his last official match was a loss in the semifinals of the Tour Finals in, in Italy. Uh, to Djokovic so we haven't seen much of him but hearing about his level and practice everyone's expecting him to go deep here he seems to be in great shape and ready to go looking forward to that one getting our first look at Carlitos of the year they they played uh, I was looking and said oh you know Alcaraz beat Gasquet 6-2 6-2 in 77 minutes all right that sounds about right so, oh wait this was in 2021 he was 17 years old so if he's uh Beating him in straight sets as a 17-year-old, uh, I think he ought to be okay at this phase of his career. You would think. We, we shall see. Jesse Pagula coming in last three years. She's made the quarterfinals here in Melbourne. Today gets the qualifier, who we've seen before from Canada, Rebecca Marino. Yeah, big, big serve and a lot of props to Rebecca Marino for, for being back at this level. I don't think this will give Jesse too much trouble. This is a, a nice match to get in her draw, get her teeth in. You know, she knows the deal. She's a realist. She knows this quarterfinal has been a bit of a bugbear. This is a nice way to get her campaign started. I don't think there's too much trouble think she coming. has her eye on the snow in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, In right. the stadium yeah. there, making sure they those were up seats. 21 exactly. last time I checked. Okay, so. okay. That'll make her feel better right. going on to the court. Right. That big game will be over by the time she gets done. Yeah. I think it's because she gave him the pep talk. Yeah, we yeah, saw that. in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Hope she feels I better. I want to win a Grand Slam. Right. Yeah. She wasn't right. feeling so good last week. Hopefully she's better. Right. Yeah. GI illness. Yeah, hopefully. I think she'll be all right. Ready to go. Remember, we're back with you tomorrow, like every day, 5 p.m. Eastern, TC Live. Encore coverage. Wake up with Brett and Paul and get caught up on all the highlights. Enjoy the action today. Thanks for watching TC Live.